Yo, what's up, everybody? We back at it. It's your boy, KG. It's your boy, LB. What's going on out there? Yes, sir. It's Thin Lounge 211 Sports. We in it. Episode 15, 15. man. 15 in the books. We keep pushing. Uh, we want to thank y'all for giving us a lot of feedback on Instagram, Facebook, and all those things. We read, right. the, we read the comments. Trust we do. And we try to respond as much as we can. Right. And Because uh, you guys say some some great things, you know, some great things and really makes us think about it. And like I said, we're going to try to address it here as much as we can also so you can kind of hear it too. Exactly. And and we appreciate the engagement. Uh, we encourage it. So, of course, um, if you want to post something on the wall, you know, we got a, a two pages. Actually, we have a page where, uh, you know, where we post the episodes and, and, you know, we put comments and statuses out there. And then we have another page that's a group where uh, it's more of a forum where anybody can get in, post whatever they want. And, you know, you can have your discussions and your your dialogue there. there it's a lot easier for everyone else to, you know, be a part of the process. Right. There we go. But yeah, man. So, uh, you know, it's, it's, it's getting toward the end of the summer. It's August. Yeah. NFL starting back up. Yeah. You got a training camp just jumped off. We had preseason games already on the, on the way. Right. Um, so yeah, we go ahead and start right there, man. We got uh, predictions and everything else. We got to, you know, we got to have that. Of course. Uh, you know, football, it's, it's American sport. So I do have some predictions. Um, of course, I'm a Giants fan, mm-hmm. but I, I'm, a given. I'm realistic. Mm-hmm. You know, I don't expect us to make the playoffs this year. If we do, it'll be a welcome surprise, but I, I don't think this is the year we make the playoffs. Uh, especially with Eli Manning as a quarterback, uh, just being real. I like Saquon though. I like them, man. That that first run, man, it is yeah. It it makes you happy as it's a, a good fan. Sight. It's a good sight, yeah. Uh, but I'll, I'll give my predictions from the NFC AFC uh, championships. So two teams, and it's actually uh, NFC could be the NFC championship game from last year. I have the Saints against the Rams. So those two teams are the teams I think will be fighting to go to the Super Bowl. I actually think if Aaron Donald plays, I think the Rams will win out Yeah, because he's that important. Uh, In the AFC, I got Jacksonville, Kansas City. Mm. I think this is the year where the Patriots, you know, don't make it to the AFC Championship. And I actually think Jacksonville going to go to the Super Bowl. So we could see the Rams in Jacksonville in the Super Bowl. Whoever thought that? But yeah, that's my prediction right there. I like those, man. It's kind of – we kind of almost on the same page pretty much. So, okay. you, of course, I got to rock with the Cowboys. And, you know, we'll get into the whole controversy and all that later on. But <laughs> I got to roll with the Cowboys. Uh, me being realistic, uh, they have a small chance of making the playoffs. It's kind of – a Depends on how they start the season, right. you know. But I'm still gonna put them on my list for my first team. Second team, I gotta go with, like you said, the Rams. Man, they remind me a whole lot of the Eagles last year, mm-hmm. in a sense, as far as how they added new players and if they can get it to come all along and everybody buys in early. I think they got a, a real good shot at going yeah. far. You know what I'm saying? Cause they did pretty good last year, right? In a sense, so, right? And they just and they just added more heat. So I think they're gonna really bring it all together this year, man, and uh, really get over that hump. And get past the – get into the – like you said, to the Super Bowl possibly or, or NFC Championship. And then on the AFC, man, uh, I had – I got Jaguars okay. and Pittsburgh. Okay. I think this is going to be the year that Pittsburgh trying to go and put it all together because without a doubt, this is Le'Veon's last year there. 
So, you know what I'm saying? He's going to go out there and try to do his thing. He already probably the best back in the league. Mm-hmm. You know, uh, so I think he's going to come with it. AB going to come with it, of course. You got a uh, Schuster. Yeah, I like him too. You got him, man. They're going to they gonna eat. I think they're going to be all right. So, like, and I think I think they'll be able to get past the Patriots. Yeah. That's always been a kryptonite for some reason. And, yeah. You, and the, the Patriots are a good team, man. It's, it's, they always going to be good, it, man. It almost feels like they cheating, but. Yeah. Yeah, that's a whole other topic. But. Yeah, and they just, and like, to me, they just added a, added a, the receiver, Decker. I like Decker, too. Man, people, people sleep like on him, him. right. Yeah, people, a lot of people sleep like on him. I like Decker a lot. Uh, he had some down years in uh, New York. They didn't have a quarterback though. Right. People forget how he was eating in Denver. Denver, yeah. And uh, put him. With, he had a decent year with Tennessee last year too. So. Right. And you putting him with uh with Tom now. It's like man, they're gonna do. A, they're gonna surprise a lot of people again. But like you said, I don't know if they're gonna be able to get through with everything. Especially they, yeah, the defense is a little. Yeah, yep, it's a little shaky. But yeah. they never really have big names on defense. It's just they all kind of just know how to play their role. Yeah, it, it ate them up in the Super Bowl though. But. Exactly. Yeah, you know you gotta have some some talent out there. You can't just yeah. just beat everybody with scheme. Like, you gotta have some players on that side of the ball. So right, uh, but you can't you can't really count the Patriots out. Nah, you can never count them out, especially as long as Tom's still playing. Right, but uh, yeah, man. So I'm a little excited about it. Season started, of course. You know, I'm a football fan. We got fantasy football. We got all these things coming up. Yes. Um, but there's some people out there who are not excited about it about football. Yeah, about the NFL. You know, a lot of them actually say that they are protesting. Yeah, the NFL. They don't want to play. They not, I'm sorry. They don't want to play. They yeah. don't want to watch them play. They don't want to watch anybody. Yeah. the games or anything like that. Um, my stance on that is, man, is I think it's I, I think everybody's individual mm-hmm. is, is different. You know, what I mean, of course, yeah, I, I stand. You know, I, I stand behind everything that we're doing. I hate that what the pro uh, the owners are trying to do to the players. I hate all of that. But for me, it comes from a different standpoint. Like, you know what I'm saying? I grew up watching uh, watching the Cowboys. Right. But it wasn't because it was just football. It was a way that I connected with my grandpa. Right. You know, rest in peace to him. A lot of a lot of yeah. Cowboys fans are that. Well, football fans, period. Right. So you that's know, just what we connected. Generational. And they, yeah. So just now, so when I watch it now, it just it's still like, I still feel like I had a connection with him. Right. So for me, it's a little different. So it's harder for me to protest the actual game itself. But I will tell you, I did stop buying Papa John's. Okay. I stopped doing it. So I went the I went that route with the sponsors and stuff. I stopped the uh, Papa John's. I don't drink Miller Light. Okay. okay. You know what I'm saying? So I, I kind of went that route with it. But I, I have a question because people be they get on me for this. Okay. Well, Papa John's is my favorite piece of chat. This, this, it was mine too. Okay. It was mine too. They fired the dude that made the they racist comment. Right. So does that make them okay? Because that was uh, I think the Texas Rangers brought him back, and you know Jerry, he never. He never, you know, severed ties with him. Mm-hmm. But the Rangers, I think they were like, well, you know, they got rid of the uh, the Papa John that made the racist comment. So yeah. we felt like they did what you're supposed to do. Yeah. So I think they did right. But, okay, so my other sense of that, it not only was just because of Papa John, it is because of Jerry Jones. Okay. It, that's my other part of it. You know what I'm saying? Is that I just won't – I'm rocking with your team, but I'm not going to rock with people who are actually putting money in your pocket too. Okay. You know what I'm saying? Like, I just don't want people to like – Talk bad about me when they see me with some pop. <laughs> I probably might get some. That's my favorite pizza. Like, I, yeah, that's my was, favorite pizza, man. Hands it was down. mine too, as far as delivery wise, man. But if y'all have, a, if y'all have heard of Marco's Pizza, go check. Marco's that out. is great. Marco's, Marco's is, good, is, is you know real good. It's yeah. kind of scarce out here in Dallas area, but if you can find one next to you, man, yeah, go to Marco's. Marco's is good. Yeah. Um, uh, but yeah, uh, just talking about the people that 
say they want to boycott or, or they just will not support the NFL. I haven't met uh, one person directly that I know is like a super diehard football fan. Yeah. That because of everything that's going on with the anthem protest, well, not I don't even want to say anthem protest, the protesting of police brutality during the anthem. Yeah. And the response to it, um, I don't really know anybody that has just you know said they won't support it, and they were like really hardcore football fans. Uh, the people I do know that say that they won't be watching it, you know, uh, mostly women, mm-hmm. and they really weren't on football like that anyway. Yeah, and you know, before we re- decided that we were going to record and have this as a um, topic, I was thinking to myself like. And this is going a little bit deeper than probably I should, but okay. you know, just calling the spade a spade. Most of the people that are saying that they're going to boycott the NFL are black. Yeah. All right. Yeah, most definitely. And just being very realistic, uh, football is marketed to more of the Caucasian fan base. The beer, the commercials. Yeah. Uh, it, it's 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 really more so. Um, marketed to white males, mm-hmm. you know, the tailgating, the, all the commercials that they show, yeah. uh, you know, it feels that way. Like you can see when something's being marketed to a particular demographic. Yeah, of course. So just being honest and being real, when black people say that they're not going to support something because of a racial injustice or a racial issue, I feel like it would make their counterparts would be white men supported even more. Mm-hmm. So who's to say are deciding not to watch would really hurt their pockets like yeah. that? And I just yeah. thought about that. I'm like, I don't even know if if we decide. And I'm not telling people you waste your time by boycotting, but I'm just saying like it just kind of felt that way. Like I don't even know if it would hurt the NFL if we didn't support. It. Yeah, I mean, I, I get exactly what you're saying. I don't know if it. I don't really see it hurting from a, a like from a monetary standpoint right. either. I think it would just be more of a. Like a PR like, hit. Yeah, yeah, a PR hit or, you know, just to say that, you know, I'm not supporting this. And I don't think it actually be – if we're doing it, I don't think it would be for, like I said, to try to hit the, hurt their pockets. Yeah. Because, I don't know, especially because you have – especially here in Texas, Dallas Cowboys, you know, a lot of people don't realize that big, a lot of their fan base is Hispanics. Mexicans, oh, yeah, big time. Huge. You big know time. what I'm saying? So it's just like – yeah, and they they die hard. They everything Cowboys. Mm-hmm. They they buy they do all the merchandise. And they go to the game, yeah. tailgate, and they do all this. So it's like, <laughs> you know. So from a monetary standpoint, I don't think that it, it would really just affect them too much like that. It's 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 a it's a touchy subject. It's yeah, and it's hard because like if I say I'm gonna, I feel like if I say I'm gonna, if I'm not gonna watch it, I feel like I'm saying I'm not supporting our. Are black males who are actually playing. playing. Yeah, you get what I'm mean, saying? They still got to go and play and have a job. And with me being a coach and being in that mm-hmm. thing, it's like, you know, I might even have some of my boys playing on Sundays or I mean, whatever. You have an actual blood, blood relative right. that plays for the 49ers. So, exactly. I mean, you saying I'm not going to support the NFL, I'm boycotting the NFL. Mm-hmm. I mean, how do you support your cousin then? Yeah. Exactly. You know, so especially when I've seen him work on this dream, right? And pretty I, much his whole life, you know, right? And, and, so, I, and it's I'm so proud of him. You know what yeah. I'm saying? You know, everything that he's overcame, yeah, to make it to where he is. I, I follow everything about him, you know, and and they love him, yeah. And he's starting, yeah, and it's huge. So yeah, gotta support. 
Shout out Adrian Colbert, man. man 49ers. I, number 27. I, I wish him nothing but the best. I, yeah. I actually believe that he's going to have a huge year. I yeah. think he's going to shock the world. But He's coming with it. Right. Yeah, so like I said, this is – that's just a question that, you know what I'm saying, I wanted to raise just because I know that's, that's been out in the air as far as, you know, like you said, we question ourselves. Like, yeah. should we be protesting or is it, you know, is it going to hurt anything? What is it actually going to do? Stuff like that. So, but yeah, man, you wanna, we'll keep it moving. Right. So, uh, you want to go ahead and get into what uh, young, young uh, Rain Dakota said? Yeah, and it actually flows perfectly okay. with what we were already talking about. Um, and we kind of have different viewpoints yeah. on these comments. I'm pretty sure everybody that listens to us know what Dak said um, as the face of the franchise of Dallas Cowboys, kind of coming out in support of what Jerry Jones said that, you know, nobody will be in the locker room. We will toe the line yeah. and we're going to stand for the anthem. Exact words. Yeah. And that coming out and not only echoing those sentiments, which I really wasn't necessarily mad at. I'm not mad at anybody that says I'm not going to kneel during the anthem. Yeah. I'm not mad at anybody for that because that's your choice. Yeah. Uh, what I didn't like about what he said is when he started to say that he feels like this isn't the time or place for that. And that's where I, I have to pump my brakes on on that right there. Because it's like it's the perfect time and the perfect place for a protest. What's the purpose of a protest that no one can see? And that's why I was telling you, like, people like uh Tommy Lauren and, and Laura uh Ingraham and Donald Trump and all of these strong pro-Trump people came out in support of Dak's comments. It wasn't about anything other than him saying now isn't the time or place mm -hmm. football is supposed to be a um what do you say he said i find peace here and a lot of people they find peace in this game and they get to get away from those types of things and uh me and one of my friends he sent me something talking about the etymology of football and it loosely translates to uh distraction diversion you know what i'm saying uh this port i think it's des port Mm -hmm. Or Portez, you know, it's a French word. And, yeah, sports is a a, um, yeah. a distraction yeah, it's, yeah. From, from what's going on. It's an escape. It's, it's, it's yeah. like actual thing. Of, yeah, I know exactly what you're talking yeah. about. Yeah, so, um, so that, that was my thing. I didn't like him saying that it's not the time or place yeah. for a protest. And I'll get into it a little deeper, but I'll let you go ahead and, you know, share what you got to say. Okay. Well... When we first, you remember me and you talked about this shit right. for almost about a week. Um, and for me, I was on like the other side. Not saying I was supporting him fully. It was just for me, I was just like, I didn't get what was like the whole big deal about it. Like what was like, I, mean, I, I just felt like he's entitled to say what he wants to say. Mm -hmm. And then I was talking to one of my friends and uh, kind of broke it down. A key word that he used was the word and. And so let me, so let me just kind of back up a little bit. When he said that, he said, I will... He said, I will stand for the um, for the national anthem. But he said, when he said the word and, I don't think that is, you know, it's the time or the place or the venue to be doing that. That keyword and means now you're including everybody else. And so now that, it kind of opened up my mind to make sure, okay, now I see how people can be defensive about it. Mm -hmm. Or they can be, be, you know, feel a little frustrated toward what he said because now you feel, you feel like he's talking for you now. 
And yeah. so, so I had to, I, I backtracked a little bit. And I was like, okay, I get it now. But I just felt like once he said that, it was like everybody else just tuned him out from there. You know, from that whole conference he had, he said way more than that. But once he said that, everybody just took him out. It was like they threw him away. Like I told you that. Right. They threw him away. It was just those few words. They threw him away. And we're going to go paint you in Dallas <laughs> and put you in the sunken place. And um, but for me, what I held on to was the rest of what he said. When he talked about like, um, I felt like the awareness is there. We've made the awareness. And I'll bring up another point later on. We've made the awareness. Now it's the um, it's the action part of it. As I feel like, what are we going to do now? So my mind went to that. I was like, I feel like in the world, you have sayers and you have doers. Neither one of them are bad. Neither one of them is as greater than the other. Some people say what they're going to do, what they want to do, or say how they're going to do something, where other people actually go out and do it. And I feel like that's where he was at. He's in a point where now he's like, he wants to go out and do something. Right. And if you know Dak, he's very heavy in the community as far as, especially with uh, cancer, cancer after his mom died. Yeah. Very active in the community and uh, very active with students or kids who uh, who have adverse situations. He tries to help them out of it and get them to get them pretty much on their feet in a sense with their families. Um, so, but that was just me knowing from that. I just saw that like, okay, he's a he's about action. So he's going to do something and he just wants other people around him to do more. And if somebody wants to partner with him or bring him on or something, he's all for that part of it, which I was like, okay, cool. So I feel like you are with the movement. Right. So I was just, you know, so I, that's where I was at. But then the other everybody else was still like, you know, up in arms about it. I was upset about it. So okay. I just did, for me, it took me a while to kind of register why. And I kind of, I guess I kind of figure out why, because it was like those words yeah. where they felt like he was speaking for them. Yeah. Now, I can't go as far as some other people. I've I seen some people like really go hard on him. Like you said, this mural that they made of him in the sunken place. Yeah. I didn't feel like it was that bad. Okay. But, yeah. you know, words mean things. And yeah, they do. when you say now isn't the time or place, like I have to focus on that because that's like really, really big to me. Because, you know, I've read the autobiography of Malcolm X. Mm-hmm. I read about Stokely Carmichael. I know about uh, Martin Luther King and things like that. And, you know, 55, almost 60 years later, you know, those people are almost like folk heroes. Yeah. So there's so much that went on, you know, on the ground floor. So Malcolm X can be who he was and, and, you know, Martin Luther King can have this March on Washington. Um, a lot of that is forgotten. There there was so much that went on prior to these things. Mm-hmm. Of course, you know, they did the Selma um, movie. Yeah, March on Selma, yeah. Um, but not that far from Selma, in a place called, um, I think it was Loundis County, uh, a young Stokely Carmichael was registering people to vote with the SNCC. And you will never really hear about that because there were so many small pockets of people doing things yeah. that, you know, we just won't know. We So when Dak says something like now is not the time and place, I'm about action. You know, people, they start to throw uh, Martin Luther King in there because they feel like Martin Luther King wasn't really about the lip service. He was about the action. But it's like, you know, the lip service have to come before the actual action takes yeah. place. You have to uh, condition the minds of people to uh, be about action. And you have to do that through propaganda and speaking. And, you know, things like that. So when he says it's not the time or place and people like these Trump supporters 
they feel so strongly about that, you got to think about why they don't want you to do it when everybody can see it. It's easy to say, uh, what are you doing in Chicago? What are you doing here? What do you do in your hometown? Because no one knows what's going on because media is not there. And the perfect example of this in the NFL is when Marshawn Lynch was having his, uh, his whole, I'm just here so I won't get fined. You know why I'm here. I'm just about that action boss. You know that. Uh, When he finally opened up his mouth and spoke, he said something that was like super duper profound and nobody said anything about it. He was like, when I'm in those inner cities and I'm at my camps and I'm talking to the youth, y'all are never there. Yeah. And he said, if y'all want to get me to talk to y'all, meet me when I'm there. Mm -hmm. And one dude was like, I will. I'll be there. You know what I'm saying? But that's that's the relationship with the media that people aren't really registering or it's not really calculating that's why you can't say now ain't the time or the place because if you shut up during the national spotlight they can quickly just brush you to the side and act like it don't happen so many things go on in these inner city neighborhoods for the positive reinforcement of the neighborhood that won't be on cnn yeah so like i said like so those words they most definitely like i say it it I kind of guess I kind of like gloss over them at first, and not saying I heard those words because when you say something like that, as far as you know, that's not the time or the place. It's like in the mind of a black person, this feels like since slavery up into segregation through civil rights, all things we've been trying to we've been told when and where we can't do stuff, right? And that's so, point. right. So I I definitely get that. Um, I so I wish he would have worded it differently. I most definitely think he wish he would did that. Um, Stephen A. brought up a good point where he said he. That he probably should have had a private meeting with Jerry as far as saying, like, you know, say what you want to say, but don't try to include me in on it. You know, mm-hmm. um, I think that there was just it's different things he wish he could have said. And I think he and he kind of cleared it up the next day. Kind of. You know, he kind of cleared but up the I, next day. I think he really feels that now is the time and place because he, he, oh, he, he, he doubled down does. on that. Yeah. He definitely does. Yeah. But, I, but, I don't, I, but I still don't think it's from a standpoint of like black people shouldn't be doing this here. I think it's just far like he thinking from a from a standpoint from his own where he like he said before and he like this is my place where I, you know for me it brings me joy yeah it leaves me gives me time to escape and stuff like that and I think he's only thinking from that standpoint he's not thinking about it from like in depth of how other people are believing and you brought up a good point about uh, Marshawn Lynch as far as what he said about um, you know come to come where yeah. I'm at when I'm trying to do these things uh, Chris Long said something very similar he's a white man played for the Philadelphia Eagles. Right. He said, uh, "He said something about the same thing. He's been doing stuff for years mm, for yeah, true. in the community for impoverished people, police, police brutality, all these things." He said, "Nobody, his exact words, nobody gave a fuck about what I was doing until I put my show, my hand on uh, Malcolm Jenkins' shoulder." And that right there in itself, that's awareness, you know, showing support. But he said, yeah. like, "Nobody, nobody cared about what I was doing until I put my hand on his shoulder." He didn't kneel or anything like that, but he said that just to show that I was supporting, yeah, yeah. The solidarity, people started recognizing me more, looking at me more as far as outside of football. Right. And, um, and so I definitely think you do need the awareness. Um, you need both. You need both. You need the awareness and you need the action. Um, so, yeah. Yeah. You got the else you want to say? You got to have both. Um, and that's a good point about Chris Long. And he's right. You know, it, it takes that national focus and that national spotlight yeah. for these causes to, you know, really take root and take hold because I never knew anything about what he did 
And, yeah. you know, I've tried to be up on those types of things. And of course, you know, that's going to, that's what our next topic is going to be about. Yeah. You know, actual action yeah. in the neighborhoods, in these cities and things like that. And I think, like you said, both. It, 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 you have to have both. Mm-hmm. You you can't do one without the other. Uh, if you start with the protests and, and, you know, speaking engagements and things like that, uh, just because, you know, you're ready to transition to the next yeah. phase, it doesn't mean that you stop protesting. Like, Stephen A. asked that question this week. Like, okay, where do we go from here? What's next? Yeah. What's next? next? What's next? And I feel... I feel like some people say that in a condescending way. Yeah, you know. I can, yeah, I, can, I definitely can see that. And I feel like, and where we at now in this time of age, you do have to be more specific in the words that you use and how you say things and how you present. Um, you know, just going into our next topic about activism um, in sports, like who's actually doing it and stuff like that. Um, it makes you wonder about the ones who actually are, you know. Having to bring some action into their communities, being active, active in is what is it really doing? And so I guess my question was you before we transition was, is do you think that the, um, kneeling has lost its power? Like, do you do you think it, it's lost its substance? Put it like that as far as what the whole purpose of it was. Um, No. It hasn't because I don't think we've let it lose you know, it's purpose. Like, I feel like they've been trying to redirect uh, the focus yeah. from police brutality to disrespect to the troops and, and things like that. Um, but no, it's still uh, about the same thing. And of course, not many people kneel. I mean, it's not. It, yeah. it's, it's really not many people kneeling, but uh, because it's already been done, it's, it's always going to be something that they talk about. So, yeah, I'm sorry. I'm glad you brought that up. Um, I think that as a, as a people, you know, especially as a black people, um, anybody who just, you know, who's in it for the movement of, you know, raising awareness for police brutality, social injustice. I think we have to keep reminding people of, um, the reason for it. Right. The kneeling, um, reason being is because I saw, I heard a statistic on, um, ESPN where they said that, uh, one weekend, I think it was like, uh, we'll say like 30, 30 people who kneel or no, I'll say like 10. I'm sorry. Let me go back. Let me go back down. So 10 people who kneel across the NFL. Trump sent a tweet out after that tweet, that number quadrupled, mm-hmm. you know? So, but just that in itself is real easy to lose the, the substance of what we're really trying to do. Just, just in that, that fast, that fast. Or, you know what yeah. I'm saying? Overnight, because now when we kneel the next weekend, now it feels like we're trying to send a message to Trump. You know what I'm saying? So now, and, and in a sense, he's almost like he's winning because that's what he's exactly what he wants us to do. He wants us to give him that attention. Yeah. You know, so I got to, so I just want to say that make sure, you know, we remind everybody of what the reason for the kneeling actually is. Right. And, and Kenny Stills, he did that this week. Yeah, um, Kenny Stills, yeah. He, he he did that. It was another clip uh, with the guy from the Daily Blast. Uh, he went in on the whole uh, reasoning. Yeah for the protest and then you know he kind of rebuttaled what people would say well you know you're disrespecting our troops and i've said that before because i've worked for usaa and i know how the troops are treated 
yeah. veterans specifically. Yeah. I know how they're treated. Like USAA, they make it a point to treat them with the respect that they deserve, especially for risking their lives for, you know, a lot of ungrateful people, just being honest. Yeah. But I mean, the veterans in this country, you know, man, they deserve some better treatment. Yeah. It's a, I mean, it's, chances are, man, if you're in America, you got somebody in your family who was in. Of course. You know, who's in the military. But uh, so, so to keep moving forward, we kind of are transitioned to it, though. We talked about uh, the activism in sports. Right. You know, uh, of course, you know, I'm a LeBron James fan. Yeah. And he just opened up the High Promise School. Uh, in Cleveland. Well, I'm sorry, not in Cleveland, in Akron. Akron. You know, and uh, for me, I just want to touch on that a little bit. I feel like it's great for his city. It's great for it. But I think what people, some people might not even realize is that what he's doing for these kids, you don't see it yet. But like, uh, let's see, 10, 12 years from now, these kids are going to have a choice, which what a lot of industry kids don't have. You know, that a lot of times their choice is just to go play sports somewhere. That's what your dream is. I mean, that's what it was built up on me when I was growing up. Like, mm-hmm. hey, if you're going to get out of here, you better be good at sports. And I think he's kind of like, he's taking that narrative away. Not taking it away. He's adding to it by saying like, hey, if you do good in school, you're going to go to college. You can go be whatever you want to be. Yeah. And I think that's like, I think that speaks a lot. And I think that goes directly towards the change that we want to see in a lot of places. You know, the more educated you are, the more better choices you can make. And, you know, we can start getting maybe, you know, if you know, he might send the next police chief out to school, right? You know what I mean? Just off of that and who can really go make a change in these communities. So. Um, yeah. And of course, you know, this topic arose from Dak saying he's about action and then LeBron James. Yeah. Uh, right on the heels of those comments and his I Promise School. And then Dak posted it. <laughs> yeah. And, and of course, action. Yeah. But LeBron is a different breed of athlete. You know, he's a totally different breed. And in response to him opening that school and having a CNN special with Don Lemon, Donald Trump decided to come out and say that Don Lemon is a dumb man and he made LeBron James look smart, which is hard to do. It's a hard thing to do. And like I was telling you earlier, I'm like, you know, you can say a lot of things about LeBron James. More specifically, you could say a lot of things about his game on the court. Yeah. Um, his level of intelligence, his level of involvement in the, in the neighborhood that he grew up in, um, his status as a global icon and role model cannot be touched. Mm-hmm. And LeBron James was anointed as the next, not, you know, I'm just going to say the next, not the next one. He was just next at everything at about what 16 17 yeah yeah and me and lebron james we graduated the same same year same year uh he got a 90 million dollar nike deal before he played in the nba if i'd got ninety thousand (laughs) dollars when i graduated high school i probably wouldn't be here with you doing this podcast (laughs) you know what i'm saying you know so um LeBron James is a special, special person because if you just think about all of the child stars, actors, entertainers, singers, athletes that uh, got this early success, this early fortune, and what's happened to them. I mean, look at some of these Disney stars. I mean, Demi Lovato, 
I hope you get well. I hope you get clean. But yeah, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. None of that with LeBron James. So Trump is 100% jealous of LeBron. And that's what this is. It's jealousy. It's obvious because LeBron James is un- he Teflon off the court. I mean, he's a father of three, married his high school sweetheart, not a single. Any scandal that happened with LeBron James wasn't LeBron James. It was somebody around him. Yeah. You know, namely Gloria. But other than that, <laughs> LeBron James is is he's pristine, man. Like, I'm praying that nothing happens to him because I, I just don't want to see the backlash. Yeah, I that, see, I that, see that, him that be that like come. Yeah, I see him be like a Cosby or something, man. I yeah, that. I, I, that that would really hurt me because, I mean, he's just a, a I mean, he he's a what you aspire to be yeah. as a human. Yeah. Period. As a male. So uh, like that's just that. But we could talk about, you know, activism in sports, who do what, what do they do, what they can do. Yeah. You know. Uh, I was going to go along with just – I just have to start it with, uh, with Colin Kaepernick, man. He's he's a, a trailblazer, man, in a sense for – especially for our day and age. We never got, really got a chance to really see something like that. Yeah. You know, we see we have players that stand up and they say things or whatever, but for somebody to take this type of stand and then go through the ridicule that he's going through, still not having a job, it's like, I feel like that's very, that's, I mean, that's history in itself. You know, I, I wouldn't say that he is them, but I say you, you can kind of put him around the same conversation with Muhammad Ali and I, the ones we didn't get to see growing up took the stance against, you know, racial injustice and stuff like that, or, what the government's trying to do to them. You know, we didn't get to see Muhammad Ali, Jim Brown, all the people, we didn't get to see those in our generation. But so Colin Kaepernick is there for us. And I feel like just that in itself was like great in the activism piece. But he's actually doing a lot of things in uh, in the community. Yeah. As far as, you know, he's he's starting, uh, uh, what do you call it? He's having like classes or like conventions, seminars like, to educate. Of your rights. Yeah, yeah educate mm-hmm. you of your rights. Education, also educating you on what to say and what not to say, mm-hmm. which I think that's very important. We we don't realize that, you know. Of course, we have right. We say we can have freedom of speech, but at the same time, we don't want to provoke things. Yeah. There's a way, certain way you can say stuff, you know. Um, I think he's very good about doing that. I think it starts with educating people on certain matters and subjects. So, um, a person that I want to highlight, uh, I brought him up already, but uh, Marshawn Lynch, mm-hmm. uh, what he does with his uh, family first foundation in oakland uh, he's one of my favorite players one of my favorite people uh because he doesn't do any code switching or anything like that he's marshawn lynch all day every day when the camera's on him he's marshawn lynch when they're not on him he's marshawn lynch so um that family first foundation i seen an interview where he said if you look at my nfl career you'll notice that my foundation started before i was even drafted yeah he was like i didn't even have money but I wanted to do something for my neighborhood, so I started a foundation. Yeah. So I think that's big. Um, I think that's one of the things that um, a lot of people don't really talk about when it comes to him, like how big he is uh, with his foundation and giving and how tied he is to his community and how much love he has for his city and how much love his city has for him. Um <laughs> So that's a person that I, that I want to bring up, and I want I want to just, I mean cut you off. No, go ahead. I want y'all to think about this too, Marshawn Lynch. I know he's seen people might see him as like a thug or ignorant type of stuff. The dude is very like intentional on stuff that he does. Mm-hmm. Um, 
he had been sitting for a long time, you know, during the anthem. I want to say he might even been for Colin Kaepernick. But, I mean, I won't take that from Colin Kaepernick at all. But I want you to think about this. When Trayvon Martin died, he died when he, uh, they said, he, what did he have in his hand? Skittles. Skittles. Yeah. What did Marshawn Lynch do that blew up? Uh, his uh, love with Skittles. Love with Skittles. Yeah. And he went and told the game and turned money out of it. And it was like, this was all, and Marshawn Lynch, this, this is all, like, he did this on camera at a strategic time in 2014. Trayvon Martin died in 2012. 12. So, you know what I'm saying? It's like it's stuff that he's been doing for a long time to make us aware that he's aware of what's going on. Yeah, you're right. And that he's actually taking action toward, you know, what he's going to do about stuff. So, I big up to Marshawn Lynch, man. Uh, anybody? You can think of? I got one more that I want to bring up uh, that people probably won't even really realize is, like, huge in his local community, especially where he plays. Um Russell Westbrook. Okay. I was just going to say Dwayne Wade. Oh, yeah. That's, yeah. that's another person. Very, very uh, socially aware. Yeah. D-Wade, yeah. But uh, that boy Westbrook, uh, my, my best friend, he's like my brother. He lives in Oklahoma City. And he was like, man, you could find Westbrook out at Little League football games. Man. Uh, he said Westbrook is always doing something. He said they love him in Oklahoma. Yeah. And – he was like, man, you catch him out just doing just whatever. He's always out there giving back, doing all types of stuff. He has his foundation that, uh, you know, he does things for the inner city kids in Oklahoma and in L.A. Yeah. You know, and that's one of the forgotten things about Russell Westbrook, how big his heart is. It's so easy to overlook that of because of, you know, his fashion the way he and plays. his yeah. intensity yeah. on the court yeah. and stuff like that. Yep. But uh, that's another player with a very big heart that does a lot in the community. Uh, that I think people should start to, you know, you start to look into that. Like, who, yeah, who's doing most what? Most definitely. Most definitely. See, yeah, see who's doing stuff. Like I said, because I was going to say Dwayne Wade as far as what he does. He's kind of like the same thing. You can catch him. Well, Miami's a little different, but mm-hmm. you can definitely catch him around there and uh, and back, also back in Chicago. And um, he's real big in the AAU scene. Yeah. Not only is – not only, I mean, of course his son is playing, but you can catch him, like, talking to kids like that all the time, just having – Natural conversation with them, but giving them advice too and guidance. And I think that's rare that you rare for you to find with uh NBA player. And I think uh it's just different ways you can do stuff. And uh uh believe it or not, Kevin Durant's kind of he does some of the some some of the same stuff. Oh yeah, you know, I know he's been in the NBA, I mean in the spotlight lately for a lot of other things, but he uh most definitely does a lot of things back home, uh, and giving back to the youth. You know, he does it through sport, of course, but you know, he's he's doing something. So he's very active. In that manner. Uh, I know if Jalen Rose was listening, he want us to shout him out in, in his school. <laughs> yeah, Jalen Rose, man. Oh, man, yeah, for real. He, Damn, I saw Yeah, Jalen Rose, man. He, he want us to shout him out, and I, I feel him. You know, he, he when he said what he said about, you know, his school comparison to LeBron James, he sounded a little sour, but he did have a good point. You know, and then he also said Pitbull's done the same thing in Miami, has a school that he started. Um, yeah. Deion Sanders. Deion Sanders. That's another. I've seen Deion Sanders a few times. Oh, yeah. Going to these uh, yeah. football games and stuff. Deion Sanders, he's out there on the sideline. He loud. Yeah, that's another dude. Uh, Philip Tanner be out there. I think Philip Tanner actually coach now. He just had a little camp he did too, didn't he? Yeah. yeah. Uh, shout out to Philip Tanner. 
Uh, these people in Dallas, uh, who else does a lot here locally? Uh, locally? I mean, you got stuff people like, people that I mean, like. Crabtree? Under the radar, yeah, in front of, yeah, on that. But, Crabtree, uh, uh Sean Lee actually kind of does a lot, too. Okay. It's just so much to do, and I'm pretty sure, uh, I know we're missing a lot of guys. Chris Long, Malcolm Jenkins, very big. Man, when people, somebody don't know, uh, the guy, guy, I forgot his name. He used to play for Portland. I can't believe I forgot his name. Basketball? Oh, yeah, Brandon. Brandon Roy? Brandon Roy. Yeah, it's real big. He, you know, he went back. He, he's an actual high school coach. Yeah, actual high school coach, but he does like he he pays for everything though. Okay, you know, not even through like you know he could easily get sponsorships or whatever, but he does. He pays for everything. Pays for everything. He gets. He's getting kids in college. He's doing like he doing some crazy, some amazing things out there. Yeah, where he's at. He's actually. I mean, it's not. I don't know if you want to say it's a good thing or but he actually got shot behind one of his, his kids. Man. I didn't know that. Yeah. Wow. Like last year, he got shot behind, like, you know, some crazy stuff out there where he was at, man. But yeah. Damn. But people, people, he's one of those people that they don't forgot about, man. He got his career ended early because, you know, he got hurt. He, he was he nice. Was real nice. Yeah. yeah. But yeah, he's, he's actually doing some some amazing things out there, man. I'll shout out uh, Michael Jordan. <laughs> Michael Jordan. Man. He does a little bit. I mean, of course, I'll be the first to say Michael Jordan could probably do a, a lot more. But he probably does a lot that we don't know about. I mean, Jordan, he on, yeah, he ain't gonna come out and talk. So, uh, but I do know Jordan has done some incredible things through Nike and his shoe company. Like they've partnered up and they've given people chances to become shoe designers, shoe engineers. Yeah. Uh, they've sent kids to college for things like art, finance. You know, just yeah. you don't have to play basketball. We'll just pay for you to go to college just to go and do whatever you want to do. Uh, Jordan has done a lot. One of my friends went to the um, – he was in D.C., and he went to the African-American uh, History Museum. Yeah. And they had it listed out, you know, who donated, who gave yeah, what. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I think he said Jordan gave like four or five Jordan's million. Jordan's on there. He definitely was on there. Yeah. yeah. I saw that. And he was like, you know, I'll never uh, be one of those people that say Jordan don't do anything anymore because I've seen it with my own eyes. Yeah. Um. So there's a lot that can be done. Uh, not just in sports. Uh, you and I, I mean, before we started recording, I told you about one of our high school classmates, homeboys, that man took it upon himself, paid his own money, and did a backpack giveaway in our hometown. So, uh, bro probably don't listen, but if you do, or if anybody listen that know him, man, Lonnie Mitchell, Lonnie, Lonnie Ray. Ray. We know that. I'm come out by his full name. That's Lonnie Ray Mitchell. Lonnie Ray Mitchell. Man. That was big. Big, man. For uh, real. I'm proud of you for that one, bro. For real. He took his own money. Uh, I don't know how many backpacks he gave away, but it it's just matter. a simple fact that he did it. could have been five it. of them. He did it, yeah. Yeah. Uh, because that's something that I want to do. Yep. Uh, something that, you know what, next year, I'll probably – no, I'm not going to say I'll probably do it. I'll do it. Right. Next year. We doing it. Yeah, we'll do it. We get it together. Next year we doing it. And we'll give out backpacks with supplies in them. Yep. Uh, and hopefully we inspire other people to do something. Yeah. You know, uh, be it – Mentoring, tutoring, yeah. um, just talking to people, you know, talking to younger kids, talking to the youth, sharing your life experiences. Yeah. I do that all the time. Whenever I talk to somebody younger than me or somebody in high school, I, I share my life experiences. That's, yeah, that's a great uh, point. That's a great point. So you don't, you know, make my mistakes. Yeah, that's the biggest thing. It's not a lot of people, a lot, a lot of adults, adults you come across are scared of how to... I guess mentor a kid or how right. to even guide a kid. And like my biggest thing, like you say, you hit the nail on the head was just share your experience. Tell them your story. That's all you got to do. That's it. 
you'll be surprised how much they can learn from just your story because you have so much wisdom within yourself compared to them. Mm-hmm. You know, that they haven't reached, they haven't seen anything like that. So if you can just share your story with them, man, it, it, could, it could work wonders for a lot of you. Right. You could be saving lives yep. just by sharing your story. Yep. Uh, you could be impacting not just one kid. Uh, if you give that kid some game and he shares it with some friends, yeah, then you just cast it away, you yeah. know, so... Uh, hopefully, everybody that listened to this, you listen to it all the way through, and you know you get inspired to help. There you go. You heard it here first, man. LB hit uh, the files next year with backpacks, backpacks. and supplies. That's right. right. You heard it. Hold us to that. All right, yeah. All right, for real. <laughs> all, all right. right. Uh, don't forget, man, to follow us on uh, Instagram, Thin underscore Love and Sports. Also, we're on Facebook, Thin Lounge with Love and Sports. You can follow us on, uh, we can listen to us on any platform Everywhere. out there. You just, uh, just search you, us up, Thin Lounge with Love and Sports. And uh, like I said, continue to listen to us and give us your feedback. And of course, we're going to keep rolling with it. All right, man. Uh, everything you said, I agree with. I appreciate all the love and support. Thank y'all, man. It's been a blessing. Peace. <laughs>